And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I wanted to spend some time with you here today and talk with you about automating and really leveraging a lot of your downline training so that you can really create, you know, create a good lifestyle, create good freedom uh, from the from the onset, rather than, you know, waiting till some arbitrary time frame that you can hopefully get it. So we we see a lot of, um, you know, like a decent earning what most people would call a top earning network marketers who really don't have a life. And, um, and we get them as we, we, you know, they come in as clients and, um, you know, a lot of the really big earners, they generally speaking, have a lot of leaders under them. And so they do have a life, right? They, you know, they essentially have their freedom is built on the fact that they have a bunch of leaders, which is totally fine. But uh, there's really this middle ground that most people, you know, kind of, get stuck in, I mean, assuming they didn't get stuck at like zero, but you know, it really went in that, that kind of range of like 50 to 50,000 a year to like, you know, two, 300,000 a year, maybe even 400,000 a year. You really are kind of in this like kind of a a difficult position where you have, uh, you have enough people that you're making good money, but not enough people to have real leadership under you. And so you're, you're really the main leader. You're the most attractive leader in the business. And most people have no idea how to manage uh, an organization or they're not properly taught because their upline doesn't even know. And, and they really don't have a life. So what we see with a lot of people kind of in that range, um, let's just say like an average of a six-figure earner, um, what, they, what they have is they've got a, a more than a full-time job when they factor everything in and they're tied to their phone a lot. Uh, they're constantly answering maybe not maybe not prospects as much but they're constantly available for you know either new people or people in their team because they never learn how to leverage themselves away so um, maybe the proper way I should have said this at the beginning was leveraging themselves out of their own business more quickly than you know their upline has taught them because most of big upline they they're not necessarily uh, effective business people outside of network marketing. They're just effective network marketers. So their leverage is built on their leaders, not on, you know, like business principles, if that makes sense. So no knock on them. It's just the way it is. So let me give you guys a few tips on 
how to do this, um, uh, how to do this effectively and do it, do it early so that you can spend your time. So let's say you're only making like, let's say you're making nothing yet, right? You're, you're, you're break even after expenses or whatever the case, even if you're still, uh, in startup mode, you're still in a deficit. This is something you can do now. And the reason that you'd want to do this now is so that you can spend more time on high impact activities, like enrolling people into your business and actually creating leadership in your team. Um, rather than uh, what I call management activities that are things like answering downline questions, um, you know, basically being reactive. So you want to be doing high leverage activities as soon as you can, and you, that's how you earn more faster, and you, your life is just honestly easier to maintain because you're not at the mercy of other people's schedules or desires. So uh, the first thing that I would do is, is, is you, would, you would create essentially a format for your days and a, a time when you are um, willing to respond to people. And what I mean by that is exactly what it sounds like is like I only would respond to my team members. I only respond to my team members uh, at certain intervals every day. So basically between uh, 2.30 p.m. and 5 p.m. Now, obviously, I'm full-time, been full-time for quite a while, um, for like eight years or so. So, you know, that's middle of, the, that's middle of like a normal work day, but it's like the end of my deep work time, right? So um, if I was in build mode right now, like hardcore build mode, I would spend the first half of my day um, enrolling new people, right? So I, I would be enrolling new people for myself or, or my downline and, and be doing that kind of stuff. Or I'd be doing deep work if I'm more in a leadership mode. Then the second half of my day or the second one third of my day, I'll be doing management work or reactive work. Okay. And so this is when I would actually be available to answer things, stuff like that. Now, I would generally limit this down to, uh, honestly, I would personally limit it down to like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour a day maximum. Some days are going to be a little less. Some days might be a little more, but somewhere in that range, right? So now, rather than being available at any given moment, I'm only available during this time range. Secondly, um, and by the way, if you're wondering like, holy cow, Zach, if you, like, I can't do that. Trust me. Yes, you can. Um, you definitely, definitely can. And you must, if you are going to keep sanity as you grow. And people will figure themselves, they'll figure their own problems out, by the way. So if you're like, oh, my team would fall apart. Well, that's probably a good indication that it's built wrong. So um, that was a good indication for me like 10 years ago. I had a team that I literally wouldn't take a three-day trip with Ashley um, when we were dating because my team would fall apart in three days. And she was like, isn't that an indicator that you have a really terrible business? It's like, holy cow, you're right. So um, so your team is, if it does fall apart, it's probably better to let it die. Um, but it, it won't most likely. And, um, people are smarter than you think. They just, you just need to give them the space to figure stuff out. Okay. So number one, we said have a time range in which people can contact you. Number two is everyone needs to follow, uh, or be inside of a particular communication channel. So, uh, maybe you want to use Facebook groups. Maybe you want to use Voxer, Maybe you want to use Slack. Maybe you have your own communication platform inside of your company. Whatever the case is, have everybody use that. Don't let people, maybe it's Facebook Messenger, whatever, but don't use text message. Um, now, the reason why is because you want to silence and turn off all of your notifications for that platform when it's not in that one or two hour window that you are going to accept messages every day. So they don't, so it doesn't pull you away from things, right? Mentally. Last thing you want to do is be hanging out with your family 
at 7 p.m. at night and you know you're being present with your wife or being present with your husband or your kids or whatever and you get this little ding notification and even if it's a good notification it sends your brain on a scurry vest okay so use a dedicated app turn off the notifications um, and then you only use your phone for truly urgent items so my team knows that if they text me and there's only probably like 10 people in my whole team that have my actual phone number and they know that if they text me, it better be truly urgent or it's someone with a very high value sale that they absolutely need me and nobody else to make some sort of a decision. Those are the only okay times to text. So that's what you that's what your that's what your phone number is for. Okay, it's for truly urgent items. And of course people are gonna break that rule, and when they do, you correct them. Say, okay, hey. You know, no pro- no problem. You help them out with their with their thing. If they texted you at seven p.m. at night and it wasn't an urgent item, I would generally let it. I would let it die off until tomorrow at three p.m. or whatever my time is, right? And then I'm going to answer them in my Facebook group or my messenger or whatever I use, and I'll say, "Hey, you know, got your text. You know, just so you know, I want to reserve text messages for these things right here. Here's your answer." And let's go ahead and make sure we use this going forward, unless it's one of these urgent items. So you just correct people, right? And then that basically goes away entirely. So that's pretty cool. Uh, number three is have an automated training portal, okay? Now, a lot of network marketers don't like the term automated, but you know, just have to get over it. Um, so what I mean by that is uh, basically a membership site, a library of onboarding training, so rather than you doing onboarding training, the system does it. Okay, so um, my I, every single team has, you know, three, five, ten lessons, whatever they are, uh, to get someone started effectively, right? So maybe it's, you know, learning about the company, getting set up on an auto ship, uh, doing some vital mindset work, uh, building a list and calling the list, right? Whatever it is. You have a library that they go through with a checklist to have them go through all of that stuff on their own without your involvement, okay? And then as they progress, so after they've gone through this section, let's say they've already built their list and now they're making calls with their upline and now their list is burned out and they need to go into the cold market, you have a training section or training library for what your team teaches next and then the same and then the next and the next and the next and the next and eventually you build an entire library from the time someone gets started to an absolute veteran leader and at that point all tactical training is automated right that's the point you want all your tactical training automated so that you're never answering a question that can be answered by a video a document a checklist something like that okay so like okay um finally uh, you have a weekly, you have a weekly uh, call, a leadership call uh, with your team. All right, so a weekly Zoom call or whatever. But yeah, let's call it Zoom. If you want to do a meeting in person, that's fine. Whatever the case is, you do one weekly one. And the purpose of that is to uh, create culture. That's the glue of the business. Create culture, build relationships amongst all the people in the team, 
Um, you are the culture setter here. This is where you set the heartbeat, the tone of the business. This is where you reinforce the um, primary action they should be taking. This is when you reinforce the vision of where your team is going and how it's impacting and being, uh, being bubbled up into a larger vision of your upline or the company or whatever the case might be. This is where you really speak to their dreams, where you flesh things out. This is where you edify people. Of course, you're edifying people in your Facebook group or whatever the case is on a weekly basis. But this is when you're really, you know, shouting from the rooftops this is when you're handing out awards, all these different things. And then after that culture setting call, that leadership call, you are um, then doing a Q&A or a hot seat call. Okay. And at that point, um, this is where anyone in your team would have direct access to you on that group call. And um, you just set proper expectations at the beginning of it <clears throat> so that people aren't saying stupid things. And, um, and then this is a place where you can answer all those questions. And even in the most busy calls, you can typically get out of there in about an hour or so. And then, you know, if you have a lighter call where you're not getting that many questions, you can use that to do certain types of promotions, um, you know, edify certain people, all that kind of stuff, right? All the network marketing leader stuff. When you put all of this together, um, you can... Uh, you can run your whole team regardless of its size. And then obviously as, it's, as it gets bigger, you can break people off into doing their own culture setting stuff, right? So regardless of the size, you don't really expand in time investment. Oh, I should say one thing. Um, you obviously got to pour into your leaders, right? And when they start to show up, you are probably will take dedicated time for them. In those instances, uh, they still follow the same formats as far as communication. The difference is you're probably going to give them some time every week or every two weeks, in which case you have a standing call with them. So a standing audio or Zoom call or whatever the case is every one to two weeks, depending on how big of a leader they are. Um, so that's where they get kind of poured into. Okay. So when you put all this together, depending on uh, the size of your team and depending on how much you're actually needed and stuff like that, um, you can get away with uh, running your whole team on roughly seven to 10 hours a week. Okay. And I mean that sincerely. Um, you really can. And, uh, and as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, it can be done on even less than that. Now, the trick to that is being uh, uh, the, uh, the guard of your time. You have to be disciplined with the things that I've said. And you can't let people take advantage of you. And, um, and then when people are asking questions that are in the resources that you've generated through this, you know, leveraged training portal, uh, you point them to those resources versus answering their questions. And, uh, and then of course you lean on other people to answer questions for you, right? So you, you don't answer every single thing. You lean on other people, you tag other people and ask them, Hey, can you help them with this? Hey, can you show them where this is? Um, and so on and so forth. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that gives you some ideas on how you can uh, create a lot more leverage and freedom much earlier. And honestly, again, if you are um, in a spot where you're making good money already, you just need more freedom, this this is what you do. And if you're early on in business, your pre-revenue or your early stage revenue, bake this in now. It's not necessarily for you about creating freedom. It's about you creating effectiveness with your work so that you can uh, achieve freedom more efficiently and do it with more peace and more sanity along the way. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. We appreciate you and uh, have an amazing day.
Oh, oh, oh.